What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Something About Sports podcast. This is your host, once again, Leon Edwards, back with another Chiefs game preview. This preview is for the Chiefs' Week 16 matchup with the Steelers, who are 7-6-1. The Chiefs still sitting at 10-4 and in first place in the AFC. I'm going to hop into this real quick. I'll probably just run through this, talk about a couple of things on both sides of the ball and get out of here. Getting this out a little late with Christmas and everything else going on um, with the kiddos and playing Santa and all that stuff you guys know about that are parents. So if you're hearing it in my voice a little bit, I've lost my voice a bit for whatever reason. All of this weather changing up and down in KC has been kicking my ass this year. Um, so it's been a whole lot of stuff coming in and out. Luckily, been able to avoid the COVID thing, which is which is a blessing. Something that I can say that the Chiefs cannot. This has definitely been a big outbreak for the Chiefs as far as COVID is concerned. They come into this game missing some key pieces. We're talking about Travis Kelsey, Lucas Niang, Nick Bolton, Harrison Butker, Tommy Townsend, Rashad Fenton, Armani Watts, Darius Fountain, and then even coaches, Mike Kafka, quarterback coach, Greg Lewis, running back coach, Corey Matai, offensive line uh, assistant. And that's that's a lot of guys. So you're talking about the Chiefs being without their number one kicker and number one punter without probably their best offensive weapon. I mean, it probably changes by the week between Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. But Travis Kelsey's just so consistent and always gets it done. And he's been this will be his first games that he's missed due to and I won't even say injury, I guess, but due to those injury type circumstances since he came into the league and. It'll be interesting to watch this team without him. I'll get into that a little bit once we hit that offensive section. But I did want to bring that up because this will be an interesting game because this is definitely the COVID game. We've seen a lot of teams have those over the course of the season. The Chiefs have been pretty lucky to not have to deal with it on a large scale until this week. So hopefully they can next man up this thing and get where they need to get as far as the COVID is concerned and, and getting this win for peak playoff position. So. The Steelers also are dealing with it just a little bit. One of their starting offensive linemen, Zach Banner, Devin Bush, who's a starting linebacker. He's got a lot of uh, a lot of first. He's got first round pedigree. They drafted him in the first round, but he has not been looking very good this year. He's coming off of injury, knocking some of the cobwebs off and everything. So he hasn't looked that great this year, but. Um, still a key guy for them at that linebacker spot that takes some athleticism and some of the things that the Steelers can do at that second level away. So it'll be interesting to watch that as well. As far as the Steelers overall, a lot of times people see the Steelers and those are and those teams are usually great defenses and things like that. But this really is not a great Pittsburgh Steelers football team and definitely not your grandpa Steelers. A lot of us know them, the steel curtain and the great defenses and all of that. But this is a team that's really bad against the run. One of the worst teams in the league recently against the run and also giving up almost 400 yards per game. So this is a team that while still has that culture, while still has a decent record at seven, six and one and may even end the season still above 500, which Mike Tomlin has done every year. He's been the coach there. They're, they're not really expected to do too much beyond that. They haven't looked very good and just not a great team right now. So they will be desperate, though. Like I said, they're they're fighting to stay over 500 for the season. They still are fighting for their playoff lives. They've had some tough things go against them. Some tough games happen and things like that. So they're still fighting for their playoff lives as well. So they'll be a desperate team. They'll come out and pull out all the stops. 
to try to give the Chiefs a game here. So it'll be interesting to watch that and, and see how that all plays out for the Steelers and the energy they come out with and what they come out looking like in this game. So we'll be watching that for sure. I do want to hop into talking about both sides of the football. I'll get into those real quick here, make my prediction for the game and, and get this thing out so you guys can can listen to it before the game. Of course, offensively, a lot of this week, it was looking like we may have been without Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey in this game, which would have definitely put a microscope on Patrick Mahomes. I think he'll still have a pretty big microscope on him. People will be watching him because Travis Kelsey is his security blanket. He's been a guy who's pretty much played in every game with him and, and and always has his back he's always there for him to be able to have those outlet passes to make big plays to keep drives going and things like that so it'll be interesting to see who Mahomes turns to in those situations and who steps up Andy Reid also will be somebody we'll be watching in that regard for the play call and if he's going to scheme guys open Travis Kelsey's so good at getting himself open that I think sometimes we forget that everybody's not going to be as good at that and and that's something that you're going to have to watch for. Andy Reid's going to really have to do a good job of scheming guys open, good play designs, getting guys in favorable positions to to keep drives going, to keep the offense humming along the way we wanted to. And I think that that's going to be something that's that'll be interesting to watch throughout this game is how he schemes it up and how Mahomes executes that and what that looks like without Travis Kelsey out there. The biggest question is going to be who steps up in his absence. Some people are thinking Noah Gray. We could see Blake Bell get a few more targets i personally think it'll probably come from wide receivers and running backs um, we're probably looking at probably looking at some kind of combination of clyde edwards hilaire and josh gordon would be my guess if i had to make guesses those two guys will probably be my guesses but you really never know in situations like this and it'll be interesting to see who does step up, who the Chiefs come out early. I'll be watching early to see who the Chiefs decide they want to lean on. That'll be something that'll be that'll that'll be telling for what the Chiefs want to do in the game. And then as the game progresses, we'll see who actually steps up in that regard. So I'm ready to watch that. I'm ready to see who Patrick Mahomes leans on without his most reliable weapon. That'll be a good Maybe a good look into the future for what he'll look like once once Travis Kelsey inevitably hangs it up and, and start his time, his his time clock to get his first first ballot Hall of Fame induction. Also will be on the running game. This is a this is a Clyde Edwards Hilaire prove it game. The Steelers are very bad against the run. They just are not a good defense against running backs. Clyde should have a very good opportunity this week, and this should be the second week in a row. He was in a good spot last week as well and just didn't really get it done like you would want to see him get it done. He's in another good spot this week, and at some point, you got to see him take advantage of one of these matchups because with every single one of these that passes by, you just feel the confidence in him and in the pick of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire fading by Chiefs fans. And I, I still stand by the fact that I think – I think he's going to be fine for the Chiefs for his rookie contract. But if he's going to be more than fine and he's going to be a good player and somebody the Chiefs can lean on in spots in a game like this where Travis Kelsey's out, where Tyreek Hill hasn't practiced all week, big time, uh, a big time game for your playoff positioning and all those things as well. You can get some separation from you in the field, hopefully. This is a game where you got to see a guy like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire take that step and, and help help this team rally to a victory. So 
it'll be it'll be something that that I'll be watching big time. And that'll involve the offensive line as well. I know the, the running game isn't just about the running backs. The offensive line will also have his work cut out for him. T.J. Watt is my defensive player of the year right now. So the edges, the edges are going to be under a microscope. Orlando Brown, Andrew Wiley, those two guys are going to be guys that I'm watching heavily to see how they handle T.J. Watt, who pretty much is just showing up to games and getting two, two and a half sacks a week. And then Cam Hayward on the inside, he's having arguably his best season. He's having arguably his best season as a stealer as well. So he can wreck things inside. So both parts of the offensive line, the interior and the tackles, both parts of the offensive line really, really will have their work cut out for them today. And I think that'll be the biggest position on the field to watch because those guys up front can wreck a game. And if they can't let Patrick Mahomes get time, he's already without his safe, his security blanket and Travis Kelsey. It could muck the game up a little bit. And that's probably going to be their strategy. I would guess that's what the Steelers want to come out and do is muck the game up, um, make it look sloppy, make it look ugly play ugly football, play physical football. That's the type of game that the Steelers will be set up to win. So you want to see uh, how the Chiefs respond to that, how the offensive line steps up. I'll be watching that big time. And, of course, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as well. With this offense, with this defense not being that good, this is the type of game that you want to see the Chiefs in playoff form. You want to see them take advantage of that. You want to see them pull away. You want to see them win by a couple of scores. And you want to see them get rid of the Steelers early, get some separation, and kind of comfortably finish this game out. It should be a get-right game for the offense. I know without having Travis Kelsey, you you just don't know what to expect. And I think that's the biggest thing for some of these takes and some of these observations. You don't really know what to expect out of the offense without Travis Kelsey, but I think there's enough talent, and Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. There's enough to still take advantage of this bad defense and make something make something happen offensively and get this game out of reach early and be able to lean on the running game and kind of get out of there with a, with a win. So that'll be what I'll be looking for. As far as the MVP on the offensive side of the ball, it should be Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is the guy to point to. All signs point to that. Travis Kelsey being out, this being a bad defense against the run, the offensive line playing as good as it is right now, um, slowing down T.J. Watt as a pass rusher as well. I mean, this guy's pinning it. He's going to pin his ears back and try to get after Patrick Mahomes. The running game can slow him down a little bit. So there's a lot of reasons why Clyde Edwards-Hilaire should be the MVP of this game. That's not necessarily to say he will be because I thought the same thing last week and Travis Kelsey just went nuclear. But I think that's he's got to be the guy that you're looking at. As far as a dark horse, I'm watching the the offensive tackles, Orlando Brown Jr. and Andrew Wiley. With Lucas Niang out, it's it's, uh, almost certainly going to be Wiley. Watching how they handle T.J. Wyatt, watching how they handle that pressure off the edge, that'll also be interesting to watch as well. So those things will be kind of the main main objectives as far as offense is concerned. Moving over to the defense, this is a good spot for the defense. I mean, the, the Steelers' offense is choppy. It's very inconsistent. It just doesn't really, it doesn't really have a lot of juice. It doesn't really have a lot of a lot of scoring potential. A lot of potential to beat you in a lot of different ways. This is a really good opportunity for the defense to get back on track, kind of show that they still are legit and all that good stuff. Um, big, uh, Big Ben Ben Roethlisberger, he's pretty much a shell of his former self. His arms. 
dang near shot, not a lot left in there, but he can still make plays. He can still get delivered the ball to some of his playmakers and make things happen. So you still got to get after him. He's not really mobile in the pocket anymore. He gets the ball out a lot faster. So there's a lot of things that are different about this team. But I think this this defense is just going to be well equipped to handle it. You just got a few guys that can beat you, number one, for this team. And number two, this defense is is playing lights out. You talk about getting Chris Jones back. You talk about getting Willie Gay back, LeJarrius Sneed. There's going to be plenty of guys out there to make plays and, and keep this offense under control a little bit. Mentioning Chris Jones. The Steelers' offensive line is not very good. The defensive line is in a big spot this week. I would say the defensive line is in as big of a spot as the running backs. Coming off a game where they should have dominated, even without Chris Jones, they they didn't. The defensive line really got worn down by the Chargers. You want to see them have a big-time bounce-back game against another bad offensive line in a huge spot here. So, this is a game that I'll be watching the defensive line very closely. They got to redeem themselves. They got their leader back. Chris Jones is going to be back. He's hungry. He didn't get to play in the biggest game of the season. He's ready to get after a quarterback. This is a perfect opportunity for him with a bad offensive line and an immobile quarterback to really make an impact on a game. So that'll be something that's interesting to watch. As far as the rest of the defense is concerned, you got a few guys that you got to pay attention to. For this on the Steelers side of the ball, Deontay Johnson, who's one of the highest targeted players in the NFL, he's going to get a lot of targets. He's going to get a lot of opportunities to make plays and he can beat you. He, he's got some speed. He's got some decent hands. So you got to make sure you keep him under control. Najee Harris, their running back, a rookie first round pick, a guy who has a lot of talent. He has a lot of things that he can do well for a football team, but he's suffering right now from a couple of things. Number one, I talked about it already. Their offensive line just isn't very good. He's suffering from a bad offensive line. And then also on top of that, they just aren't that imaginative in getting him the ball. It's pretty much just straight north and south or kind of fake, fake short pass draw plays. It's not a lot of, there's not a lot of variety. There's not a lot of ways to get him in the open field, to get him in one-on-one advantageous matchups with defensive backs or linebackers. So, while he can have a big impact on a game, you haven't really seen it happen very often in his rookie year because of some of the other circumstances. But don't get me wrong. This is a guy who's going to have a long career and he's going to be a very good running back for them over the course of at least his rookie contract and probably longer than that. So he's still somebody that can wreck a game for you, though. And then the third guy you want to watch, Chase Claypool. He's been under fire a little bit for some for some off the field stuff with TikTok and all that kind of like Juju, but also um, just being immature, doing silly things in games and stuff like that. But from a purely football perspective, this is one of the most talented and physically imposing wide receivers in the NFL. This guy can absolutely destroy you and he's fast enough that they can get him involved in some jet sweep action um, get him the ball close to the line of scrimmage and he make plays happen and he's also a great contested catch guy he draws a lot of pass interferences and all that stuff too so I would say out of the three Chase Claypool is probably the one that can give the Chiefs the most issues but I think the Chiefs will be able to with the lack of the lack of explosion from this offense and the lack of consistency I think they'll be able to put enough resources towards him to keep him under control as well so as far as looking at an MVP for this game I think the MVP for this game for the Chiefs it was hard for me to pick between Chris Jones and Willie Gay but I gotta go Chris Jones Chris Jones is healthy 
fresh coming off a game where he wanted to be out there, coming off a game where his brothers out there on the defensive line did not have a good game. The defense looked a lot different without him. He's upset about that because they they care about what people say about him. They care about what people think about this defense. And I think they got a chip on their shoulder to prove that these that they can play defense. And so I think Chris Jones is going to come out with a lot of juice. He's going to have advantageous matchups all day. This just not this just isn't a good offensive line. I wouldn't be surprised to see him have a multiple sack day, maybe even push for three of them. But I think he's going to be the guy that really makes the biggest impact on this defense, and that's how it should be. He's he's your best player, so it's not it's not a surprise or anything like that. But just with him coming off the injury, I mean the the COVID list. Sorry, not an injury. Him coming off the COVID list, I think he'll be well-rested and ready to go and have a lot of juice to start this game early and help set the tone. So as far as the final score for this game, that was another thing that was tough. I think the Steelers the Steelers stay under 20, but I do think they get into double digits. I'm thinking about maybe like a 31 to 13, depending on how the offense looks. If the offense kind of sputters a little bit, I could see it being like a 24 to 13. But this Chiefs team is a lot better than, than the Steelers, and they should beat them by at least two scores. And I anticipate that happening in some capacity. So I'm excited to watch it. Um, glad I could, could get this out to you guys. Hopefully you can hear me pretty well. I know my voice is shot at this point, but I appreciate you for still listening. You guys know where to find me on socials and everything. I'll be right back with the game recap after this one is up. I appreciate you one more time for listening and until next time.